Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our Big Brother 19 live feed update for August 14th. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and today I've brought you just a, a mini roundtable here. We've got Alex and Brent. Uh, is this the first time you guys have been on together in a, on a morning update? I think it might be. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. I feel like maybe <laughs> we did one in there. Maybe. There's one or two, I feel like. Yeah. There's been so many that... Yes, well, uh, we will be doing the uh, LFC roundtable tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. But for now, we're just updating you on the feeds uh, and everything that happened yesterday on them. So uh, let's get started. Uh, first, we had early in the morning, Cody starts his campaign to Alex. Um, Cody actually managing to form a campaign, which is probably more than most people have done this season so far. Um, basically says like, hey, I, I, I was never coming after you. You were never my target. Uh, I don't know why you take me out. There's no point. Uh, Brent, did you feel like you did a good job here? I mean, he did an okay job. The problem is, again, this is just too little too late. Uh, I don't know why this took so long, to be honest. I really don't. I, I, I mean, if... If this is the kind of player he could have been, at least being somewhat social and somewhat strategic and talking somewhat logical to people, I feel like, you know, maybe his fortunes would be different here. But the fact of the matter is he cared more about, you know, getting busy with Jessica rather than getting busy with the game. And he's paying for that now. So it's sort of disheartening. Yes, Alex, was, was Alex uh, receptive to this at all? Yeah, as an as another Alex. No, no, of course not. She's just going to turn around and tell Paul anything you try to anything. say to her that might not involve Paul. I mean, it's just really just, you know, we're just going to turn that right around every single time. I mean, uh, yeah, no, it is. I mean, but yeah, Cody really, uh, you know, for too long, it's just his pride, I think, prevented him from really uh, being able to you know, just suck it up and play the game, like play the position he was in, like just play with the cards he was dealt. Like he just refused to acknowledge what hand he had, I think, for a while there, which is a problem. Some Oscar in the chat said, Alex makes a cute puppet. And I was like, what? Why is Alex a puppet? Oh, oh Alex on the show. That took me a minute, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about that time where you were sitting next to Rob and you looked like you're a puppet. <laughs> 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 oh man that's a that's Good a legendary times. video all right now i'm going to uh sing the alphabet while i drink this water 
<laughs> okay, so um, Alex uh, has to make uh, choose the have-nots here, and uh, she takes a very shady shot at Elena by saying, uh, I am going to not make Elena a have-not because I promised her I wouldn't, and I keep my promises unlike some people. Uh, and so uh, Alex still very mad at Elena for this whole veto snafu. Yep, that petty hat is right where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah very is. much so. This it was like- so stupid, too, because like she didn't even have the power to choose the have-nots. If I was Elena... And she had a little bit of me in her. Like, she should have just said, like, like, bitch, you didn't even have the power to choose anything to begin with. Like, what are you talking about? You keep your promises. Like, there's no evidence here that you would have. It's all Big Brother's doing that, you know, these people are the have-nots. And I love it, by the way, that Paul is a have-not and tried to get out of it by uh, saying, well, I am with Christmas, so I really shouldn't have to sleep in there. No, bitch, you're a have-not. Take a seat. <laughs> uh, Alex is so obnoxious. She's like that little girl that told on you in elementary school. That's who Alex is. Like, if you did anything that was like the least bit cool, that was going to get you in trouble, the person that was going to go run to the f-ing teacher, excuse me, the person that was going to go run to the teacher, that <laughs> is seven in the morning. I can't believe I just did that, though. The person, I need to put a dollar in the jar right now. I feel bad. Uh, the person that is going <laughs> to run to the teacher every time, that's Alex. And Paul is the principal walking around like, who's talking? Who's got who's got something to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, this whole this fight between both of them is is just ridiculous. I mean, the fact that that they're still feuding over this in a game where they uh, and, and we'll talk about I mean, OK, so the next thing I have here, Mark tells Elena, you should be making peace with Alex because we need them. We need anybody. And Elena's like, well, I, I shouldn't have to. You know, I won. I should get to choose the money. Um, She just like, to my knowledge, just hasn't even acknowledged the fact that she just like broke her word in the in the competition where she said she wouldn't give Alex a punishment. She's like, no, whatever. It's the game. I took the money. It's she should have to deal with it. She should be fine with it. Yeah, yeah, that that probably works in life, I guess. But even then, I think that if you screwed somebody over in life, they'd still be kind of pissed at you. And in the Big Brother house, it's even more magnified because it's a deal that she made in front of everybody. And it's a deal that she made of her own volition. Like, no one was coming to her saying, girl, let's make a deal. She was the one who went to Alex and said, let's make a deal. And then she was like Monty Hall with like, no, I'm going to give you the zonk instead. Like, there was nothing to be had here other than screw up her own game she's so lucky that paul has such a hard on for cody to to get him out of the house this week because otherwise her her, she would be gone because this has been so abysmally played by elena yeah elena's not bad at this game when she has no adversity but the second she has some sort of adversity against her she just goes full tilt like she cannot control her temper and and she's just playing at 100 percent full tilt right now like you know what i don't give an f i am just gonna go balls to the wall i don't care i'm gonna win the veto competition when i'm on the block and then not take it and screw over somebody i made a deal with just for five thousand dollars like uh it's it's crazy and like these are the people that we're trying to rely on to shake the game up 
And it's like it's this it's the same thing. It's it was Jess and Cody failing at every attempt to to overthrow Paul, and now it's Mark and Elena, and Elena's like screwing it up for the both of them again. Uh, like, uh, what are you doing here? It's ridiculous. Um, Matt, Mark says you know, this is this is dumb. This is the same same as season sixteen. We're just doing nothing. It's so, it's gonna be boring. We're on like one of the worst seasons. What's happening? Yep. Why did what? How did we get yep. here? <laughs> yep, I know. I loved uh, that. Uh, there was a little interaction um, between Cody and Mark, where uh, basically Mark was apologizing and saying, you know, I know that the season kind of sucks, and uh, you know, you know, at least we're fighting the good fight, and. Then when after Mark left, Cody was like, well, you know, it, it would have worked out if you would have kept your word during the first week, like you said you were going to, which is right. If, if you know, if uh, Mark and Elena had voted to evict Christmas, first of all, I wouldn't have put up with Christmas being here uh, all summer long like she's going to be. And number two, I wouldn't have had to listen to anybody say uh, Kitty Boo Boo again or whatever. Wasn't that what she said last night, Alex? Kitty Boo Boo? Baby uh, boo boo. I, I don't know. Whatever. I st- I, yeah, I know. I started right? the tune the, out. Like the whole season could have been different, but the fact of the matter is, it's not. And uh, this season does suck. Cody even said to Alex in his campaign to her that if you that first of all, Paul is the only person that can win right now, and this season is a dud. Of course, Paul turns it right around on him and says, well, this season is a dud because of him, which, of course, is not true. But everyone in the HOH room is all, all too happy to eat it up like, oh, yeah, it's because of Cody that this season's sucking, not because of us. Yeah. OK. Yeah, I, uh, there was a point in the episode last night where I just uh, I was, it was just so much pain just watching this. But I was in luck because I looked down and there was a hammer on the table. So I was able to, you know, distract myself by hitting myself over the head repeatedly. <laughs> Where did these things come from? Alex? I don't know. It's seven in the morning. I'm just glad I'm not <laughs> dropping any more f bombs. My mouth has already betrayed me once today. All right. Well, Mark talks to Matt um, because Mark and Elena have decided we need somebody. Uh, we can try Matt and Raven. We can try Alex and Jason, but we got to do something. So Mark tries to go to Matt here. He says, um, look, man, that group upstairs, they scare me. I, like, I don't like what they're doing up there. I feel like we need to, to team up. We need to go after them. That's the only way forward. Like, what do you think? How, what are you thinking? And Matt says, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not really going after anyone, so I, I'm fine. Yeah, not, I'm not really going after anybody He's going after right that now, jury actually, stipend. Even though <laughs> it's a game where you eliminate people, but Matt is not going after anybody right now. I mean, the only thing that Mark got out of that whole conversation with him was, okay, we're not going to put you up. We're not going after you. Of course, little does he know, Matt and Raven have no intentions of winning HOH. They want no part of that. It's jury and still, they want to do exactly what they did before, which is not get any blood on their hands, not do anything. You know, I was actually re-watching Big Brother 17? Yes, 17, when Steve won, and he was like, you know what, in order to win this game, you have to get blood on your hands and that's so true like the fact that they're so unwilling to do anything is just an indictment on their game but mark and elena are barking up the wrong tree because anything they said to them also went back to paul so it's just like it's just a second verse same as the first aaron what are we doing here (laughs) yes whitney in the chat points out the flaw in mark's strategy uh maybe mark should have tried offering matt a wide variety of cereals to uh incentivize him vanessa style uh, in the deal 
<laughs> um, good times. Well, good times. I, you know, to be fair to Matt, he does immediately talk to Raven and says to her, um, no, 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 I do have a target. It's Mark. Mark is my target. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So he's, you know, I'll give him credit for a lie that he told to Mark, but his strategy is totally, you know, backwards and on its head because, you know, he's targeting the only other showman's in the house besides himself, which is going to leave them with their pants down when the time comes. Yes. And I, I, I do think that Mark did kind of get through to Matt in, in a very small way because for probably the first time, at least in a little while, he does talk to Raven about like, okay, so maybe, maybe we do need to take a shot at Alex uh, or something like that. Maybe we need to tar- start thinking about that. That would be a huge, that'd be a huge move, man. That would be so scary. But uh- <laughs> <gasps> oh my god, what are you there for? I'm sorry, Alex. My Alex. I am. I mean, don't mean. I'm just so frustrated with these people. I should really. I agree with you. I mean. <laughs> It's, it's ridiculous i did like that they finally last night like even paul and some of the people were talking about like you know raven just like repeats what everyone says and I'm like yes that's what we've been talking about for weeks she's like a human parrot she's just in there like yeah paul's like um you know paul will say something like you know yeah we got to go after so-and-so I'll be like yeah yeah so-and-so 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 like it's just, just live on his shoulder <laughs> And that, that video, I'm so glad you brought up that video of Elena yeah. doing the cartwheel and going, oh, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. And then Raven, who had been standing on the grass forever, is like, oh, it's hot, hot, hot. Like, I mean, like, seriously, she is like a freaking parrot. Like, I love it that Christmas is like, I don't even want to tell her anything anymore because I don't want my own stories to come back at my face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's also still repeating the whole uh, Cody came on to me and I rejected him. Which, by the way, is a lie. I saw it come up in the comments about Jessica's Instagram, so if you don't want to talk about it right now, that's fine, but I want to talk about it at the end because it was lively and juicy and it was fun. <laughs> All right, well, let's That reminds me, uh, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to address this on the podcast, but uh, I've had this issue for quite a while, but Taryn is always staring at my breasts and it makes me very <laughs> uncomfortable. And I know you're doing it, Taryn. You can't tell me you're not because I know you are. So look, Alex, you put them out there. It's not my what you can't blame me. I'm a I'm a red blooded male. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh. Scene. You know what? I will say really quickly, the the one thing that Matt does not even have remotely correct, although among many things, is that he thinks and he's he's so myopic here because he's looking right at her. He thinks that Raven is unbeatable in a final tooth. Maybe even maybe Paul could beat Raven. Maybe. But he he just does not see the reality of the situation, which is that may have been true during week one when everybody wanted to hand Raven the money. But it's gotten to the point where people are calling her Satan in the house. I can't remember. Was it Josh that called her Satan? But they they cannot stand the woman. They are finally on board with the rest of America. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love this update because it's like half of the time Alex and I are just giggling at the comments while Brent rants about something. <laughs> oh, yay, fat butt. Yay. Hey, I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Matt, okay. Matt even says, and this, this was really one of the more ridiculous things that I heard him say. Uh, look, Raven, you and Paul, you're the front runners to win here. And here's what I think is going to happen. I think if Paul and you get to the final two, Paul is going to use his final two speech to give it to you. Everyone should vote for Raven guys. And that's, instead, what, that's totally what Paul would do. Instead, he'd be like, not today, Satan. <laughs> I can't even. 
Like, do you really think that after losing last season, which Paul has been all too happy to tell you about, that Paul would just say, here, you can have the money. I don't want it. This is not a freaking charity. Where did they find this guy? Was it some freaking Home Depot in Maryland that you like? your friend knew this guy from, Alex? This is all your fault. <laughs> okay, <sighs> that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, okay so that's about where matt and raven are this week (laughs) um so mark and elena talk a little bit more um yesterday they were talking about like what should we do should we go after alex should we go after josh it seems like now they are kind of settling on okay we do need to take paul out um paul is the person that we need to remove from the equation they are this is a correct uh, decision here um they're not entirely sure how to do it um they're thinking maybe we'll put him up next to josh um i don't think that's the best move but um they are now sort of considering like how do we do this um we need to get rid of paul we just don't know exactly how to do it so alex how should they do it uh that's that's a difficult question uh yeah i mean i think at this point you really almost have to god i mean put up maybe like alex and christmas i guess maybe and like make paul you know choose a side and then hope the week like unfolds into some chaos when he tries to micromanage both and then maybe he'll bury himself enough where you can backdoor him I guess that's what I would try to do. It's it's a pretty tough call yeah, right now, right? right? Yeah, right now think, there is no yeah. way to do it. Like in the double eviction, there is no way to get Paul out of the house. So please stop dreaming about that. That's not going to happen. And it just dawned on me as as I was in, during the podcast last night with with Alex and Rob, I was looking at the people on the board and I'm like, this week right now happening is the week to get Paul out. Because if there's, you know, eight people, uh, well, yeah, there's 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 three people, three nominees this week, and there'll be two not two nominees next week. So that screws with everything a little bit. But the point being that with Cody in the house, you could get Paul out. You would have the numbers to do so. At least get it to a tie for the HOH to break. But next week, the most I can ever come up with is three. I can, and there's going to be seven people voting in the double eviction. So I cannot get to a point where there's going to be enough votes to get Paul out of the house. All you're going to do is end up pissing him off, and the house is going to choose somebody else. Maybe. Maybe you could put him up against Christmas and impress upon the house that they would be so stupid to take out Christmas who literally can't compete. But I, I think all of these people just love Paul so much and think he's such a great person that they would just say, you know what, let's get a, rid of Christmas. We love Paul. He's our guy. If he can't do it, nobody can, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Friendship is his franchise. Like is he opening a KFC? What yeah, is happening? You can't turn against yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, we talked about it yesterday, but it really does feel like Mark and Elena will need to just like win some back to back HOHs or something along those lines for anything to really change. Um, You know, put up Paul next to somebody and then that somebody goes home and then put up Paul next to somebody else and then hope that that works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility. Uh, Mark has proven himself to be a pretty good competitor here. And um, and Elena isn't too shabby herself. Uh, So it's definitely possible that they could win an HOH or two, um, but probably not back to back. So we'll probably see them try to take a shot, even if they do win. 
probably fail and then get sent home. And then the other one will be alone and trying to take another shot, but probably is not going to be able to. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see. It's a double eviction coming. Anything can happen. Um, so <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt tells Paul about his conversation with Mark, uh, basically telling him everything like, oh, yeah, Mark was uh, saying that we should go against you and that, you know, we he need, he's scared of the group upstairs and uh, we need to take a shot. We need to work together. Um, and Paul's like, oh. Oh, good good to know. Uh, Mark is definitely going next then. Um, He talks with Christmas and and Josh, um, who are just like, yeah, yeah, we need need Mark to go. Um, I know everyone's mad at Elena, as in Alex is mad at Elena, but uh, Mark is the better competitor. He seems to be campaigning against Paul now. So uh, Mark, probably the most likely person to go in this double eviction, right, Alex? Uh, yeah, I mean, especially because he's just won, like, the last, last two weeks of safety, so now he's, like, emerged on top of, like, the sketchy, you know, playing both sides that he's been called out for repeatedly, and the fact that he's just clearly, you know, already on the outs, I mean, him winning safety for two straight weeks, I mean, as soon as he's not safe, I mean, it just seems like an easy time for them to do that, I mean, he's next by default, and then also with the competitions, there's just... I mean, yeah, there's really very little he can do short of winning at this point to extend his life in the game because, I mean, they've just had so much time to play with, like, you know, Cody and Jess, like, you know, even when they were in the house, they did conveniently for everyone else remove themselves from the conversations and stuff, which allowed everyone else to start, like, scheming for future weeks. Like, there's something to be said for, like, even if you're done, like, if you just linger and you at least like keep people from being able to like set themselves up for the future. Like the potentially like the best you could do if you really want to hinder people's plans is just like stick in their craw towards the end and not give up, like even down the stretch. And that's why, you know, that would have been good to see, I think, because at least to some degree, they wouldn't have been able to just be so firmly entrenched now where they know pretty much like where the next four weeks are supposed to be going. And there's not much that the showmances can or seemingly want to do about it yes all right so cody continues his campaign to try to stay he pitches to alex and jason this time says look you can like just keep me off the block like alex is basically saying uh because alex's plan right now is i want to make elena feel paranoid i want to make elena feel like maybe she's going to go home this week so she's trying to give cody a little bit of false hope essentially saying to cody like look if it were my if it were up to me I'd be sending Elena home, uh, but I don't have a vote. So, uh, you know, work your own magic. But, you know, that, that's that's where I'm at. And Cody's like, well, what do you if you want Elena to go home? You just don't put me up and she'll go home. Um, and he's he admits, like, if you do this, like, it'll be us versus the world. We'll have to, like, fight our way to the end. But, you know, we should do that. The He doesn't really make a compelling argument here. Um, Alex is is essentially telling him like tell me tell me what the plan is like give me a good plan and maybe i'll consider it which she probably wouldn't anyway but he's not really giving her a plan to work with because there really isn't one um he just says look you got to get paul out paul is running the show he's uh oh sorry this is way too much energy you got to get paul out he's running the show he's playing all sides (laughs) it's you got to get him out this guy 
it's ridiculous. You got to do it. Um, and Alex is pretending to entertain this, um, you know, like, uh, yeah. yeah, like and she's like, I'll take a shot right. eventually. Right. After the double eviction, though, like she like he's like, when are you going to pull the trigger? You know, if not now, when she's like, well, you know, we're going to we're going to do it. We're going to draw the line in the sand. But it's got to be after the double eviction, which, of course, by then you probably wouldn't even be able to get Paul out anyway. But that's besides the point. So uh, again, she's just she's just humoring him at this point. I mean, Cody's trying to impress upon her. Look. No one else can do anything if you don't name me as the replacement nominee. You have all, you, you have all the power. That's what he's trying to tell her because she keeps trying to blame it on the house. He correctly points out that you are the one who has to name the replacement nominee. If you don't name me as the replacement nominee, no one can vote for me. And she's like, well, my hands are tied. No, they aren't. They aren't actually. They are not tied. If you put Paul up on the block, you might be able to get him out this week. And if not, try somebody else. But don't get Cody out because he's neither coming after you and he also does not dislike you. Like, there is absolutely no reason in my eyes. Maybe you can make an argument, Taryn, to take Cody out of the game if you're Alex at this point. I, I, I just... Maybe I guess if she if you if you believe in that little deal that she has with Paul to get to the end and doing not putting Cody up would would inevitably piss off Paul, then maybe I guess I can see it. But I just think this is a horrible move for her. It is funny. I mean, more than he was able to for Jess, he really sacrificed his game oh for God, Alex. Yes. Like she was supposed to be his target. There was a whole alliance in in on the plan to take out Alex at the very beginning. Cody single handedly decides he doesn't want to do that, reverses everything, and loses all his like allies in the process to save Alex and Jason. Yep. And then now here we are. We're like Alex. Yeah, I mean, there's literally no one has done more for her in this game. You can't argue that anyone has. And Jason Cody been- went from a great position to a horrible one just to save her. It's so funny. This season has been so right? dumb. And Jason would have been gone the first week. I mean, everyone in the, his alliance wanted him to name Jason as the, as the replacement nominee. You know, I mean, it's fine if you let Alex win the veto. Should have done but that. Like put Whistlenut up on the block. Can you imagine that, how this season would have been different? Of course, we'd probably be here bitching about Jillian. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, people are complaining about that, but like. We would probably be seeing a house being run by the bros, Cody, Mark and Matt, and we'd be very annoyed at that. Uh, You know what I mean? Like this. I just feel like they would have less power, though, over this over the cast than than Paul has by himself as a vet who knows things that other people don't know. You know, I can, people are listening to Paul because he's like some sort of God to them where like he, he know, like he's been here. He's done this. I don't think they're going to give somebody like Cody the same credence that they give to Paul or Matt, that idiot, the same credence that they give to Paul. You know what I mean? I just feel like it would be different. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. We'd be would. waiting for Dominique to make her move. Yeah. Remember when she was a great <laughs> player? Yeah. <laughs> before well who knows i mean if paul wasn't in this season maybe she is but i still kind of don't think so like i just out of nowhere like this other dominique came out and it's like oh this is not this is not what i thought we were getting yeah i've sort of been thinking about like like a theory in terms of like why are we seeing this much much more often in recent seasons where there's like one player that's dominating um basically every season since 15 we've seen some element of that um and I, I really do think it's a combination of vets coming back especially a single vet coming back into a field of new players and also the the format twists adding a third nominee um having battle of the block whatever it is i think it adds like so there's so much going on that it's like you need 
some sort of person to just be like, oh, no, this is the game plan. You know, the, there's a reason like the reason they're introducing this is because they don't want people to get bored. They need like a Sunday competition. They need more action happening. But part of why Big Brother worked, I think, I think part of the formula is that people get bored. And when they get bored, they're like, maybe I should just flip this around. Maybe I, they get, they have time to like stew in their thoughts and they're just like, you know what? This has been, this has been the plan for too long and nothing's been happening. I need to shake things up. Uh, but with things happening like every other day, it's like, well, this is the plan until the next day. And then, okay, now we pass that checkpoint. Now this is the plan till the next day. It keeps them focused. And when they're focused, they are very boring. Um, so uh, I, I I feel like I, that's it's part of my theory. I'm working on it. We'll bring it up on the round table, maybe. Um, I also think part of the problem this season is that they cast a bunch of losers who yes. don't have jobs. Like, at least I had the decency to marry rich. These people, like, they have no money. And so, of course, they're like, well, we need to get the jury above all costs. Like, that $8,000 a link for God's sake, is treating $5,000 like it's like uh, money from heaven or something, which is like hey. 1% of what the grand prize is. Brent, if she doesn't win this game, she's going to be homeless when this season is over. Okay. And she's so terrible because she's like, well, I just want to be on BB, you know, as long as possible for my entertainment career. What? Entertainment? What, what, did they, this, what is this? 2001? Do you get like a job from being on Big Brother? What is Wasn't this? Wasn't she like a radio host? Yeah, well, no, she's not a radio host. She's like, she has a spot on a show for a radio host in like Texas, in like a Dallas market. like radio stage. I mean, yeah, like that's the problem. Like people just don't know. They don't know enough about Big Brother to know that this isn't going to get them anywhere. Yeah, so, I suppose that's true. We'll watch that play out September, October when uh, you know they go from the positive Instagrams and videos and periscopes to the slightly more depressing, somewhat depressing, very depressing. <laughs> I, all right, all right. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the part, here's the thing. The problem is that she doesn't understand that you don't get fans and get opportunities and get people behind you by simply existing in the Big Brother house. You get fans by making a move, by doing something to upset the apple cart, by trying to change the trajectory of the game, which she's doing none of. She just thinks by, by being, being in the house and being somewhere on the TV, even if it's just in the background, that that will somehow help me. There are 5,000 reality shows on television right now with people that I, I can't even remember the people who were on last season, for God's sake. I mean, and I'm a fan of the show. How the hell are people going to remember Elena when she's doing nothing except following what the house wants? Look, maybe she'll win HOH and do something crazy. I, I think she'll just go to Paul and Paul will say, this is what you need to do. And they'll just say, oh, yeah, we're back in your good graces now. Yes, let's do that. And then it'll all go away. Yeah, whatever. You would think this season would be more dramatic given, I mean, Elena's going to be homeless if she doesn't win. Raven's going to die if she doesn't win. Like, there's a lot on the line here. Like, you would expect, like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, and it's frustrating, too, because Survivor has this down. Like, sir, the the Survivor casting producers are, like, yes. uh, the complete opposite, like, uh, in terms of their uh, ideal cast. Like, they are actively looking for fans of the game who know the game, who are going to be, like, active strategically. And they are looking to avoid people who are going to, like, suck away any strategy from the house. Like, they want 
people who are going to be playing the game hard. And uh, Big Brother is casting characters. You know what I mean? And characters are great uh, when there's like a couple of them, maybe. Uh, but when the entire house is a is a character, then nobody really stands out and nobody's really playing the game. And we just get a, a, a you know, especially when you then cast a vet who obviously knows what he's doing. He's just going to lead these sheep to slaughter. And, you know, people that don't like that are not going to enjoy the season. And I think that's most of the fan base. So I was uh, I was so taken when I was listening to Cameron on the podcast because, you know, I was talking like, why did you take your glasses off? You know, why didn't you take take them off earlier in the process if you didn't want to wear them? And he's like, well, well, they told me, you know, I, you you're going to be the microbiologist guy. That's your role. OK, like I, I mean, I don't think Survivor does that. They just it, yeah. it, fit in your box, they, nerd. They get your personality, and that's who you are. Not they don't try to cram you into a pre-existing motif. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and I think Survivor tries to cast well-rounded people. I think they and they love it when they feel like, oh, we have a triple threat here. Like we have somebody who's like very pretty, very smart, very athletic very like game oriented they're they're like that this is great uh but it feels like big brother's like oh this person's pretty and uh this person yells a lot um and (laughs) you know what i mean it's just like and they're uh, all looking for love this summer (laughs) on big brother (laughs) yeah i i i feel like the casting is is one of the major problems and i also feel like the twists are are not helping either i feel like they encourage a certain style of play um and i feel like that's why we've gotten to where we are um we yes. need more Vanessa's in the world. Uh, I feel like she saved 17. Um, all right. Well, we'll talk more about that tonight on the round table. Um, but finally, we have um, Alex tells Paul what Cody said to her. She rats Cody out completely, um, says, you know, Cody called you a devil, uh, which Paul, of course, loves because Paul loves to turn this around like, oh, I'm, I guess I'm the devil, guys. I'm the devil, um, which I think I, I feel like he kind of learned this from Nicole, honestly, because Nicole took the snake moniker and used it to be like, man, I'm I guess I'm a snake. Everyone in the jury hates me. Take me to the end. And Paul fell for it. So uh, I feel like Paul is trying to replicate that strategy like, oh, I'm, I'm the devil. Cody's never voting for me in the jury house. So uh, he's saying he thinks I'm the devil. Um, so he's really, you know trying to push this um he's he threatens like oh should i go confront cody um they're like no no no, don't do that um so i i mean you know just more of paul doing paul's thing to do it i mean it's working yeah should i call him out should i go call him out like oh no paul paul don't do that like oh uh, you know they're just all gonna like it's uh, like he knew they wouldn't tell him to go do that like any good player would be like i think you should do it I, I really think you should like you you don't other people fighting is good for you like it's just it's so irritating like these are just basic principles of like just power dynamics and just you know like just it, it, it just things where it's just like other people fighting in a game where someone has to go each week is always gonna be good for you why wouldn't you want paul to confront them but it's like these people are just so concerned with making sure Paul is going to last because they all think that like his shadow is big enough for them all to hide in. And it's just, you know, sun is sun is dawning <laughs> pretty quickly here. Yeah. Um, all right. That's that's our update. But Brent, I know you wanted to talk about Jessica's Instagram live. So uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll tease okay. it here and we can talk about it tonight on, on the round table because, uh, you know, we want things to <laughs> yeah, talk about then so. too. But uh, like, listen, I mean, uh, I'm so here for this woman. She is awesome. I know she wasn't the best player in the Big Brother house, but she is giving me life outside of the Big Brother house. She is like taking it to everybody, specifically Alex and Raven. She correctly points out that on the first night when everybody was going to sleep, the only person who didn't have somebody to sleep with was Raven. She was alone. So Cody went to Raven and decided to be her buddy for the night. He wasn't into her. I love it that Jessica on Twitter is like, you know, bitch, do you have a mirror? Because Cody is so not into you right now. Like, it's just all the things that, that Raven is claiming that Cody did or said, you know, they're, they're, they're just total falsehoods. They're the Ravenism, so to speak. And Jessica is just taking her to task. So come, come back tonight and I will recount everything else that happened in my reaction to it. Y'all, I'm just a sick girl who just wants to dance for the world. I just want everyone to see. I just, just <laughs> shine my light out for everyone to see me dance. But Cody just keeps ogling me from the corner. And it just makes me so uncomfortable. And I can't dance and share my joy. Yeah, she has two hearts. And I love it that Jessica calls her Raggedy Ann. That shit's so perfect for her. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jess, Jess is probably one of the more active uh, former house guests on Twitter in terms of like, usually they come out, they sort of take a break. Uh, like, I'm good. Uh, Jess went right into oh, it. Yeah. Uh, probably because she's still, she's still in, the in the house. In her head, she's like still yeah. in the house. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I will say I, I don't necessarily agree with everything that she's posting, but I do find it entertaining that she's still uh, like, she's still a member of the house. She's still like an active member trying to like get a word in on yep. everything that's said. Uh, I find that entertaining. So uh, that's our update for the day. Uh, make sure you tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Brent, Alex, and I will be there with Melissa, and we will talk all about the live feeds. We'll get into more detail about everything, go into detail about everyone's game. It'll be lots and lots of fun. Um, and, of course, you can uh, tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern for another live feed update. We will be live after the episode on Wednesday night to recap the veto episode of Big Brother. And tomorrow, I will be releasing my conversation with Jordan Parhar for the next Terran show. Uh, I had a really awesome conversation with Jordan. Um, got really deep. Uh, talked, talked all about uh, why he left, um, what his experience, how his experience on Big Brother and RJP changed his life, um, and all of that kind of great stuff. So make sure you tune in to that, uh, The Terran Show. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you next time. <laughs>